Good evening. My name is Adrian Sala, and tonight I'll be reading to you about one of the most treasured creations in humanity. Whiskey. I'm really glad you've chosen this episode, and I hope you enjoy it. But I wanted to jump in quickly to let you know that the Wikisleep app is now available on the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. If you head to wikisleep.com, there are quick links to download it so you can access this episode in full, ad-free, as well as more content and features. The Wikisleep app is free to download and try for a month, and with each subscriber, I'm able to create more content like this to help you sleep better. That's wikisleep.com. Anyhow, please enjoy. The exact origins of whiskey are not entirely known. Most Scots firmly believe it was their ancestors who distilled it first, while the Irish argue that it was their own who gifted us with a spirit. What can be said is that the first whiskey was certainly distilled by a Celt sometime between the 12th and 14th century, somewhere in the general region of Scotland and Ireland, at a time when wine was scarce, but beer was abundant. Monks and other medicine people were in the habit of distilling just about anything they could get their hands on. They would turn fruit and grains into a medicinal drink called aquavitae, which translates to water of life. Aquavitae was considered to be good for your health, and because it altered the way you feel, aka got you drunk, it was also thought of as something godly. The sentiment of health has continued. Nikola Tesla, for example drank whiskey every day because he thought it would make him live for 150 years. In the case of the aquavitae that grew into whiskey, it was a mash of the grain that could be procured most easily in the region, barley, which was readily available because Celts drank boatloads of ale at the time, and barley is a major ingredient of ale. Aquavitae soon grew from a religious elixir to a passionately consumed commodity that was largely produced by monks and monasteries. It remained the primary domain of monks until King Henry VIII parted ways with Rome and founded his own church, the Church of England, in order to marry Anne Boleyn. 
In doing so, he also dissolved all the monasteries in England, and whiskey suddenly went from something only monks made to an opportunity for entrepreneurs. With sales of whiskey growing, it didn't take long for the monarchy to see the revenue potential from taxing it, and they did just that. But in doing so, it started a number of rebellions. To quell the rebellions, compromises on the tax were made, but taxation on alcohol has been a part of life for distilleries and drinkers pretty much ever since. As with wine, when the world opened up and humans started traveling to faraway places, whiskey came along for the ride. It has been argued to be the first spirit distilled in North America, and George Washington, who coincidentally also owned the whiskey distillery that burned down, eventually imposed a tax on it to help rebuild after the Revolutionary War. Again, this resulted in pushback, and the resulting whiskey rebellion nearly broke up the new nation. In the end, after years of rebellion, Washington, like King Henry VIII, had to repeal the tax. In the 900 or so years that whiskey has been made, the production process hasn't changed much. Essentially, it's a type of unhopped beer that is distilled and then aged in oak barrels. Although barley is still the most common grain, it's not the only one used. Corn, wheat, and rye can all be used and made into whiskey. And in Japan, they use rice.